This is the Loop Ventures Frontier Tech Podcast. I'm Doug Clinton, and we've written a lot recently about game streaming and live content as sort of the future of content. We've also written a lot about Fortnite and Apex Legends, and so today we're diving deeper into gaming. And we have a gaming influencer on the show, Austin, also known by his handle, The Llama Sir. Austin, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So Austin, I have to ask first, how did you come up with the screen name or your handle, The Llama Star? Oh man, I get asked that a lot. Um, <laughs> it was actually me and my friend a long time ago, we were working a summer job together and we were like, if you were to come up with a YouTube name, what would it be? <laughs> so somehow, honestly, it was so long ago, I don't really remember for sure, but I remember we always used to do, because um, we went to the same school, we went to a small school together. And like among our friends, we always did this thing with our hand where we like put our two middle fingers together with our thumb and it would like be a little llama. That was a big thing in like middle school, I think. And then the sir came with it, thought like a top hat on, the, on it would be funny. It's a great so, yeah. logo. Yeah, I wanted yeah, it to. Yeah, it just stuck. Yeah, it needed to be unique or something, so... It is definitely unique, yeah. I'm glad you, you could give us the background there. So tell us a little bit about how you started your career in sort of the gaming world and maybe to start, would you consider yourself an influencer or how would you think about the work that you do? Yeah. I mean, influencer or just like content creator, stuff like that. And is it primarily on YouTube or do you do any live streaming on Twitch? Primarily YouTube. And I'm actually starting to do a little bit of live streaming on Twitch. I started like actually this week, I'm actually doing some live streams and yeah, it's been going it's been going well so far, making sure everything's set up well over there. Do you like doing the Twitch stuff or do you prefer doing YouTube more? They're so different. One's, you know, live and one's making videos. I mean, I still, I love making videos, but I figured, you know, I'm playing at night anyways, just for fun. It'd be cool to interact with people and interact with fans while I'm playing. So that's like my goal with that, to interact with people, do like custom lobbies or we were able to do custom lobbies recently in like Fortnite and fans could join and could play with fans. So yeah, it's a cool way to connect with people. It's a good way to extend kind of the brand that you've built. Let's take it back to the beginning. How did you get started with creating content on YouTube? I remember I started like just making videos. I thought back then I started doing like whatever I felt like doing at the time. Sometimes it was different games that I think I mainly started with like Minecraft a little bit. Because that's what me and my friends were playing at the time. So I did a few videos on that. And when I started to get a little bit more serious into it, I started doing Call of Duty stuff. I think Call of Duty over a couple of years, a few years, that's where I started to get like, I think I hit 100,000 subscribers maybe doing that. Then I switched over to Rocket League. I think I got to like 500,000 subscribers around. And recently I switched to Fortnite and that's where I got to like a million. So I've just been playing like and doing games that I enjoy like since the start. A lot of times it's the games me and my friends are playing at the time. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I mean, a million subscribers is an incredible achievement. Congrats on hitting that milestone. Was there a moment though, when you, you started and along the way where you kind of said to yourself, Hey, I think I've got something here. What was it? <laughs> yeah, it's tough to say. It's weird. Well, it, it happened during the night when I passed a million subscribers. So I wasn't like up to see the exact moment, but you wake up and it's like, it's cool, but it, you know, it doesn't feel like super different from like a hundred thousand. I mean, it does, but 
you know, it's just awesome to see people reacting that way. You know, I have to say probably like when I hit 100,000 subscribers because then YouTube sends you the silver play button. So it's like, you know, it's an award of them like recognizing that you actually have put a lot of work into it and you have a audience that's big fans of what you do. So I think that probably, and now that I'm at a million, it's like that few times over. So yeah, it's crazy to think about. When did you start posting videos on YouTube? I think it was like... Maybe, I always forget exactly when I started. I think maybe junior year of high school, which was like four or five years ago, I want to say. So it took about four years to get to a million subscribers. That's great. Mm -hmm. How long did it take to get to 100,000 subs? A year or two? Uh, Yeah, I'd say. I guess I don't know for sure. I haven't checked. Well, let me ask, you mentioned some of the different games that you have created content for, Minecraft, Call of Duty, I know Fortnite is kind of the current Rocket League as well. Do you find that there are different audiences that sort of like to watch different content? Or do you think that your audience is mostly just interested in you and kind of the way that you explain things to them and present content to them? Well, I think it's a bit of both. I obviously have fans that stick around for like, or I guess just me and they like the style I do the videos in. But also, you know, people move on a lot of times from certain games have their heydays and then it moves on to another game that's popular and new people come on board when you start doing new things too. So yeah, I'd say it's a bit of both. Is any of those four games, or maybe it's a different game, your favorite one to play? That's that's hard to say. When I move on from like one game, I'm like super interested in that one game and I like try to get the best I can at it and stuff like that. I'd say actually, yeah, probably Fortnite, just because when I started playing it back when my friends were like, hey, check out this new game, let's play together. When I started playing, it was like, and I think a lot of people say this, it's like you're playing one of those, you just like knew it's one of those games that's like, it feels special, I guess. Because I remember like when I first started playing like the old Halo is back in the day, I'm like, this is so much fun. And then it was like the first Call of Duty for me, I started playing. I had that same feeling. And I think Fortnite brought that back with like, you know, at first everybody was like super bad at the game. So it was like a ton of like surviving with your friends and like sneaking up on people. So there was a lot of crazy moments like that. I really like that insight of it just felt fun. And I'm curious if you've played Apex Legends yet. I haven't yet. I've seen a lot about it, but I haven't tried it out yet. Are you interested in trying it? A little bit. Again, I've played like first person shooters for like, a long time. So I think that's maybe why I'm a little bit not too into first person shooters anymore. I think I played Call of Duty for like seven years back in the day. But yeah, it looks cool. I think it's free, right? It is free right now. Yeah, I think same as Fortnite. Yeah, so that's definitely cool. It's cool to see games being free like Fortnite is. I think that's a cool thing to see in the gaming world. Absolutely. If you do play, let us know what you think of it. We're mixed at Loop Ventures. We have several people that are Fortnite fans, and we have a few people that are Apex Legends fans. So we're yeah, and that's we're, what I've uh, seen. It's a hot debate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you mentioned like you've played first-person shooters for so long. Do you ever get tired of playing a game? And I guess what I'm really interested in is, do you ever feel stuck like you know your audience expects you to play fortnite they expect to see fortnite content from you are you ever like man i just want to play something else and you feel trapped by that or you never really feel that i don't really it's kind of worked out where like i'm kind of in the same boat as other people of a game starting you know people are playing it a lot and 
getting a little bit tired of it, moving on to the next thing. I feel like I'm pretty in tune with what other people are feeling at the same time in the community. Got it. Okay. It's fair. You know, I think a lot of people think that being a content creator is this really glamorous job because you get to play games and it seems really fun. But I'm curious, are there ever any downsides to it? Are there things about your job where, you know, the average person doesn't realize that there are certain frustrations with it? Yeah, I think the main thing that, you know, I've I've heard this from a lot of YouTubers or listened to a bunch of podcasts of like YouTubers and stuff. And it comes up a lot. It's just like YouTube is one of those things that you you don't really get a break. You know, sort of have to keep going. You don't really have weekends or you know, it's hard to take a vacation because if you're taking a vacation, a lot of times you're not uploading. That's kind of the tough part. It's hard to find a balance between, you know, working on stuff and also taking time to just relax. What does your schedule look like? Like an average week for you, how do you break down your time? I mean, yeah, it's hard to explain. I'm always planning like the next video that I'm going to do while I'm working on the current one. Again, I don't really like have days off. My days off are kind of like, well, it's just a little bit less of stuff I want to work on today. A lot of planning ahead. I think I upload like four days a week. So some it's kind of like every other day. And then, you know, one time in there, it's back to back. I try to upload a couple videos or one or two videos back to back. In those days between, I'll usually be working on the next one. You've always kind of got, it sounds like, some project in the pipeline that you're kind of pushing forward, some video project. Yeah, and it's hard for me to not be busy working on something. If I do have a day off, I'm like, I'm not sure what I do with it. It very much sounds like the life of an entrepreneur. Like, you know, obviously we work with early stage companies and same thing. It's like your day's off, you're still working on your business. Yeah. Are there services or tools that you use to help you with video creation or do you do all that work yourself? Yeah, I do all of it myself. Yeah, pretty sure. I don't think there's anything I do. Yeah, recording, the making the videos, making the thumbnails. I do all of that on my own. How difficult was that to learn? We'll put some links to your content in the show notes, but you put out a really high quality product. It just kind of evolved over time. If I go back to my first videos, they're not that great. Even like me feeling comfortable talking into a microphone, you can tell I just, I wasn't the best at it starting out. I don't think anybody really starts out being amazing at it. It just takes time to improve. And I think even if you look at like the thumbnails I made, my like the way I designed them, you can see that I've learned things and started to make them better over all the years I've been doing it. I was thinking before I wanted to ask you if you remember what the first video was that you ever published to YouTube, what it was about. Something Minecraft? Yeah, maybe. I know I have a, a few private videos that are I had to make private because, you know, they're the, everybody does. They're your first videos. They're a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> I think I, I started doing like, I don't even remember what it was called. But yeah, it was just like showing like some tutorial of how to do something in it. But it was like recorded on a really bad capture card. That looked so grainy. You like couldn't even really tell what was going on. Having done podcasts now for a while, not that they're the same thing. It's obviously very different worlds. But I remember the first podcast I recorded was with my wife. This was a long time ago. And it was terrible. Like you said, like you're not comfortable on the mic and you're thinking about what you're saying and things aren't natural. And I think there's an underappreciated element to content creation, in particular on YouTube, where 
the more times you do it, the more reps you get, the better you get. I think people see great YouTubers, you know, they look at your content, for example, and you just, you seem natural, you're very comfortable with it. And they think that's where they need to be from the beginning, but everybody kind of starts somewhere and like, there is a growth curve to it. You talk about it really well there. Yeah, for sure. And that's why you see all these tons of YouTubers post videos, like reacting to their old stuff. And you can see like how much different YouTubers have grown and they're like embarrassed at their own stuff sometimes. So I think it's a pretty common thing. It's a good way to recycle it too. What sort of motivates you to keep creating content? Because it's not easy. It, it is hard work. I mean, yeah, first I, I make sure that the videos that I do are things I have fun with. And I've always had fun making tutorial type videos or keeping people up to date on stuff happening in a video game. But also, like at this point, you know, it is it is my job. It's my full time job right now. So I kind of look at it as that way too. You know, you're going to work, working on whatever you have to work that day. So it is cool to have a job that you also enjoy. That's absolutely true. It's one of the most important things in life. How do you come up with new ideas? Like obviously you publish a lot of content several times a week. Do you have like an idea sort of framework or board that you kind of return to, or is it always just kind of on the fly? Certain games in the past were tough, but Fortnite's actually been like really great for creating content because they're updating the game like almost every week. So there's always like new stuff to talk about and cover. So that's made it a, a bit easier to come up with videos and stuff. And then like I uh, do like a weekly guide for challenges that come out. So yeah, Fortnite's been great for like all that. They really, you know, keep their game up to date and new and fresh. So that's helped out a lot. Yeah, the seasons, I think, make it very suitable for creating content around. How much of your content do people like to watch for the gameplay versus more the explanations that you're giving? Because it seems like a lot of your content, like you said, there are guides, for example. There are sort of some theories that you work through about what's happening in a given season. But what do you think the balance is there? I mean, I always think the gameplay is something for people to watch while they're listening to me, like talking about the stuff going on. And occasionally I see comments of like people saying, hey, you're pretty good and stuff like that. But yeah, I think people, you know, they more so they may more so be listening for the discussion of new stuff and the news and things like that. But I guess it's hard to say. It's interesting. It's funny. It's almost like the gameplay in that context is sort of like background to whatever your topic is. It's almost the audio and the gameplay are almost separate products in a sense. Yeah, and I try to mix in examples of what I'm talking about. And then, yeah, the gameplays. It's background gameplay. I try to obviously include like the interesting parts of games, try to include wins and stuff. One last question I wanted to touch on, which is just sort of how you think about the future of content creation. How do you see the industry changing? You know, you mentioned starting to experiment a little bit with Twitch, but what do you think the content creation world and the game streaming world will look like in maybe a couple of years? I mean, I would guess that it would continue to grow. I mean, it's been, you know, a lot of YouTubers and like Twitch streamers. It's just, I feel like it's growing. And, you know, if you see more games like Fortnite, you know, they have like the supported creator stuff and things like that. They've done like skirmish tournaments and invited content creators and streamers to play in it. So they're, I think if companies like that continue to like work with the content creators, I think it's like a great thing. You know, both parties benefit from that. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, streaming's been growing a lot too. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, it's a really fun space, no pun intended, but 
it's something we're going to continue to watch. So Austin, fun conversation. Thank you for joining us. Austin is the Lama Sir on YouTube and Twitter, correct? Yeah, it's fun. All right. And we will add gameplay to the show notes as well so people can see the content you put out. So Austin, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me.